Yo, 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 ha ha, yeah. You have now entered Squared Circle 101. You got your man, the Italian Stallion, Sonny Iliano. Now with me is the tag team champion, but not from the WWE, the Black Bushwhackers. My man shooting firstborn. How you doing today, brother? Good? Good? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm happy today, man. Different transition. Different transition, man. Got some new things going on right now. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. We're at Gmail on Squared Circle 101 or on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. If you notice, the links are all on SoundCloud as far as for downloading the app, whether it's Google Play or iOS. You know where to find us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. It's time to talk about the sweet science. Ooh, I'm hype. Are you ready? Man, I'm super ready, you man. Know how Actually, hard it man, was not just to just start spitting the flow right now. Man, man, we get sound a little different today, man. We in Firstborn Studio right now, man. So it's gonna be even better quality than what we had before, man. So I'm uh, I'm excited about this new journey we're taking on and uh, the steps we are taking to get uh, better for y'all. Ooh, nice. Now, let's talk about feeling good before you make me feel even better. Let's talk about IamRCF.com. This is RCF Fitness. This is CrossFit. This is Wellness. Shooter's getting so buff. In fact, he told me he was too buff, believe it or not. But check it out. If you want to feel better, be better with the best. Three years running, Evening Magazine, King 5. You know what to do. Go to the website, find the location nearest you, get that two-week free trial, and just find out what you got. Is this, hey, we quit strong carry on. That was the name of our couple of episodes, but it goes just like RCF Fitness does, man. So I'm in there every day. You can catch me. Actually, man, tell you the truth, I'm thinking about competing later on, man. It make you feel like that. You get in there, you get your hard work, you get your and you get your sweat in, then you bounce, man. That was his master plan the whole time, probably to get you into them RCF games. But check it out. Two week free trial. Even if you're just visiting in Western Washington, find the location near you at IamRCF.com. Make you feel better? Yeah, man, I sure can. So I go into um, I go into church last night, man, just for a quick seven stop through, and I chop it up with my cousin a little bit, who's uh, who's on his motivational speaking thing. He has a couple things lined up where he's trying to make moves to uh, better his life and all this kind of stuff, which I really dug. So he actually gave me some inspiring words and stuff like that. And it was, he told me always make sure he said every day that you go to sleep, make sure you did something to better yourself and better your life or to achieve your goal of what you have planned out. And then it, something I ran into the other day, it was uh, the best way to predict your future is to create it. So instead of just letting things line up to the where it's just you're, it's being picked for you, man, if you ain't happy with your position, man, do something about it. Terry Crews said the same thing. He's like, everybody, when he was coming up, everybody was telling him, yo, let me get a piece of the pie, let me get a piece of the pie. He said, hey, go bake your own pie. Go bake your own pie. I like that. I like that. I like yeah, that. man. So anyway, man, let's get to back to business, man. And let's talk about the sweet science. This is your power hour of pure entertainment. Man, we had another fight weekend going on. Wasn't too big of names, but you know what, man? Just like this, it's kind of like pizza. You never good got, fights. you never get a really bad pizza, man. So definitely had of... some good fights in there. We're gonna kind of go backwards exactly on how this card happened, based on relevance. If, unless this is your first time, you kind of know how we do it here. And so we're going to start off with yesterday with Toe to Toe Tuesdays. Now we had a young up-and-comer, Malcolm McAllister. Um, and the guy he went against, I know his last name is Torres. Somebody else is ready with his first name. Shut but up. Malcolm McAllister looked good. Except he looked like he had the so same problem. It was a, no, sh hey, what, too what, buff. 
too <laughs> nah man he actually he didn't have a problem with uh he didn't have a problem being too buff but the the thing about him it was only a six round fight and especially it's really get complacent when you're really dominant in a six in any fight when you're too dominant he's pitching a shutout all the way in the sixth round and me and you were literally watching this fight not even too long ago seconds and away from fast forward. Se seconds, seconds away, away from fast forward it and I'm talking about when I say pitch a shutout I'm talking about this this fight was over from the, the beginning and then he Why just got caught then is Alejandro Alejandro Torres Alejandro Torres is the guy who we fought four of them I could have guessed and probably got that one okay <laughs> no but anyway as we're literally speaking about ending this ah get oh my boy gets caught Mikowski is caught by a hook and then literally spends he just get two, and literally spends two and a half minutes holding and grabbing and running from the fight like literally man it ended he got his clock clean and I wish it was more, like, I kind of wanted him to lose just for the simple fact that because it would have made See, it more exciting. And this is where, and all jokes aside, when I say this guy was too buff, I feel like he. there was times when he got into those later couple rounds where his arms just looked heavy, just too heavy to carry around. The muscle, the mass, I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was just his style because he likes to do that little side peripheral look trying to just count on his head movement and head speed. And it didn't work when he got rocked. I can kind of see what you're saying about that. Me, personally, I thought it was he was too good for his own good. He knew he was ahead. He knew he was winning. He kind of styled on him a little bit. You saw that little showboat, yep. you know, run around here, run around there, just move around him. And then he just got lazy. This guy ain't got, he ain't been able to hit me in five and a half, five rounds, in a little over uh, five rounds. And then all of a sudden, he just got lazy, let his guard down, listen to your corner, and watch for the hook. He got hit so hard, he's lucky that he fell forward basically on Torres, because that was the only thing that kept him from just falling face first. Um, I didn't, I don't remember, but I, I don't think he kind of jumped up. It looked like he took no, the he, eight, No, right? no, he, he, yeah, no, he didn't jump up. He, he, took, took, the he took the standing eight count. That was very good. And, well, <laughs> Not by choice, to. not by choice. It wasn't by choice, because if he could have stood up, he would have wobbled anyway, man. He was, he was done for two and a half minutes he spent trying to get out of Talk that ring. Talk about relentless Torres was, and that's, that's, his corner was going to stop the fight going into that round because he was cut from a punch and he was just getting beat up. I know, and that was one of the things we said, not even just a cut. Me and you were saying, hey, throw in the towel, just man. Throw in the towel, throw yeah. in the literally just telling his corner to throw in the towel. But, hey, that's why we're talking and not in the yeah, ring. That's right. It's easy to commentate on there. I'm, he's lucky that I'm not his coach because I would have made the wrong decision on that one probably, but still. Well, he still ended up losing, so yeah, actually you're really, you're really not making the wrong decision. experience. Ah, it's how you, it yeah. Semantics. It depends on how you want to look at hey, it. Hey, but you got your man Malcolm McAllister. He got a learning experience. Hey, don't get sloppy. This ain't the sport. That's right. This don't ain't the sport. Don't get sloppy at all. Don't get caught. <laughs> don't get lazy. And then you pay for it. Just well, put it, put it in a perspective. If you're in a street fight with no gloves, mm -hmm. are you really going to try to get sloppy there? You going to showboat on him there? It depends on how good I look at that day, you know. Okay, you're going to end up getting slept just like this dude. Yeah, right, man. You never see me dance, brother. You ain't never see me dance. I told you, one of these days. One of these days, me and you. Look, man, I don't care what you're doing in your former life, man. One of these days. That's right. You ain't, you ain't quick to jump on it either. Let's talk about Marcos Hernandez versus Kyron Davis. I like that name, Kyron. Why? I don't know. Something about it. It has a nice little ring to it. Maybe it's because it sounds a little like Kyrie, but I like that name. Marcos Hernandez, good amateur background. Uh, what I was telling you about lanky fighters, there's only one problem with lanky fighters, is that even when you're doing good, sometimes it looks like you're getting whooped. Well, he started off looking really, really good. So this was one of the best fights that uh, that was on the cards, any cards this past week. I really liked it just because this is a super welterweight, about 154. 
I love this fight because you had somebody who was relentless and Kyron Dog. Davis who always came forward. And you got Marcos Hernandez with he was great at picking his shots. He was just laid back. He was controlled. Real calm. And then it was real slick too. Yeah. Real, real slick. Yeah. I had And, I had and that. he had no problem mixing it up on the inside. His power is the only thing he really lacked by mixing it up in the inside. But I even even I wouldn't even say it lacked it because you know Styles make fights, so mm -hmm. it's just who he was going up against. He went up against Kyron Davis, who is a, a in shape. He was on in a mission. He was, he was on, on a mission. mission, but he was an in shape fighter who was strong, who had endurance. So I mean. You can hit as hard as you can, but somebody who's that... Kyron got rocked in the second round. Rocked with a left hook and a uppercut. And he was real wobbly in that second round. But then he for just a short, kept coming. For a short, for a short period. Coming. And he kept coming. So um, that's one thing I liked about him. He always went forward. Uh, Kyron Davis, he always went forward. He was really relentless. Well, uh, now, now I have a whole theory about this. Because he was coming forward, but then there was a moment when he decided... Because I believe this is a good recipe. If, if you feel like you're losing the fighter, it's your only option. You just kind of put your head down and dig. You just attack the body. Even if, like they were saying, even if you just touch him, you let him know that's where you're going, and you just keep going at it. That's the same thing Lamont Peterson did to Mir Khan and stole a win. Well, I, I looked at, and you know what, and that's why we do this, man, because I looked at it a little bit different. I don't look at Kyron Davis as a boxer. I don't think he's. A, I don't look at him as a boxer. He's more of a fighter to me. And then so he wasn't going to sit there and get technical with anybody. He was going to sit there and he had to dig in and outwork this person because if they stood toe to toe and it was a turn into a boxing chess match, he would have had no. He would have had no say. So it was a chess match because they was in each other's chest the whole if time. You put, yeah, if you put it in now, that way. If you put him in with a harder puncher, it could be with, a long night because in that that last round, with this who? was a split decision. What was the weight division? Uh, super welterweight, 154, unless you weren't paying attention to me. 154. Like I, said, like I said in the beginning. Anybody, anybody, you, me, 154. I'll give him a hard time. That's for sure. So, but Marcos Hernandez, this is, I'm not going to say this dude is far, I mean, they both had a... Uh, I thought it was the right decision. Definitely right decision. But it was a close it, fight. What are you talking Oh, you talk about the decision? No, yeah. I'm talking about the boxer, period. No, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say Marcos Hernandez was, like, my favorite fighter, but I like the way he fought. He was a great counterpuncher. He had really awkward timing, too. And then with anybody, kind of like the fight that we were just talking about before, like with Kyron Davis, when you get somebody who's a fighter and they're coming forward and they're just digging, it's easy to build up that rhythm. Yep. They, it's just, hey, left hook to the body, Boom. right hook to the body. And you do that repeatedly. Most people, it reminded me of a, a drill that I did in uh, practice a lot, a catch and counter drill, where you just come right back. As soon as you feel that contact, you come right back with that same hand, just the catch and counter drill. And then Marcos Hernandez, he was able to pick his shots really well with his counter punches on that. I saw him doing that all night, and he threw great combo with that so I actually look I'm actually looking forward to Marcos Hernandez fighting more yeah. in the both future both these guys did good they'll get more fights oh they're both going to sure. get more fights Marcos um, Hernandez one thing I should give Kyron Davis is that in those last couple rounds he did very good at cutting off the ring and keeping him in that same corner against the ropes just yeah. kept in that same spot I thought about time. that I thought about that too and also make sure we remind you I want to tell you the keys to the uh, to their next fights that's going to be after that just because I even wrote this down something a little different I did for you okay but um but I think he slowed down and he kept them on the ropes and he kept them in the corner because even if somebody's not connecting with you, whether it's through pure through the body or to the head, to catch you know, if you if somebody hits you on your arms 50, 100 times, you know, at least 20 times around, gonna you're going to be sore. Your arms are going to be hard to Nobody keep up. Nobody enjoys a Charlie horse. At, at all. So I think that was, he just went to the body. And, of course, we had Teddy Atlas out there talking. This is the year of the body snatching. Yeah. Everybody is going after the body and they're making it hurt. It looks like it's painful. Like, when you see some dude get knocked out, you're like, Damn! But then you shake it off. He doesn't even know what happened. Probably doesn't even feel it till the next day. 
But when you get knocked down by a body punch or when they don't knock you down, it's just constant punishment. That is something you feel immediately and the next day. What about in uh, round seven, uh, the fake low blow? The fake that, low blow that, right, that, Marcos that landed right on, that the right on the belt line Marcos Hernandez took. Low, hey, low, I, low I mean, flop, I, don't know I mean, it's good acting. Uh, it, was, it was great acting on his part, man. That's the only if that's the only way you can get the guy off you is letting the ref get involved. Then. I mean, and that was right on the belt line. I mean, I guess you could say it was a low blow, but there's no way unless he unless he was walking around with an erection. There's no way it was low blow because that was right on the belt line. Right on the line. Yeah, so and if that was the case, then he's in the wrong line of work. And then you saw once you got into the later rounds, because this was what this was only a ten round fight. Once you got into the later rounds, Marcos Hernandez, he his counter punches weren't as crisp as sharp as they was just because Kyron Davis just kept to the body and then you go to the body, the head's gonna follow mm -hmm. after that. But he just kept digging. Got a little scared in that last round though, when he did get rocked. I was you know what? Down. Yeah, he I, he got he got caught, but I didn't see anything where he was too wobbly. I, the commentators were the commentators over 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 overdoing overdoing it. He he started to wear out in the last couple seconds, but he still got the win either way. We'll see more of these dudes on TV. Now let's talk about the main event. Wait, no, no. See, oh, that's right. You got a, keys to something. Yeah, I got keys. So keys yeah. to my bima. No, what? No, 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 no. Stop, 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 yo, stop. Yo, no more. Yo. No, no. No, no more, no more, please. Ha ha. <laughs> so these are these are two keys, the one that I took away from, just because these kind of fights, especially when they go all ten rounds, or you they push you to the wire, and then you have a split decision. 96, 93, 95, 94, and another 96, 93. All Kyron Davis was the um, was the winner. With with him, I think he needs the more work on his technical aspect, just for precision and landing. Uh, not everybody's going to be able to outwork you. Like you can't, you can't outwork everybody, especially if they're in good shape too. There's people who have way better foot movement. That's not going to let you get that close. So he he kind of had a Sean Porter mentality. Like that's and especially well, his I body. I told you my theory on this man. If what? he wasn't a fighter, he might be a mass murderer because off off when he's not boxing, he's a motivational speaker, life coach, and fireman. I mean, what, EMT is the only thing he's... Well, that's fireman right there covered. So he's just not a cop. That's the only thing he's missing out. How's he going to be a mass murderer? Because he's doing all this good stuff. He has to release it somehow. And by taking it out on all these he's dudes a, in the squared circle. He's a fighter, man. That's enough, man. We, we'll so, talk. Okay, so fighting fighting flames and fire just wasn't good enough for you, brother, huh? <laughs> you know, instead, one-on-one -on -one competition is going to be easier. Instead yeah. of attacking just the flame. Yeah, yeah, no. A anyway. I'm telling you. We gotta watch out for this guy. When he retires, keep an eye on this dude. Anyway, Marcos Hernandez, uh, his key needs more leg movement. needs uh, needs to be able to get out the way and stop taking. He has great guard. He has great guard, but just like I said, you're not gonna take all that punishment on your arms, no, no matter how much you cover up. So he needs more side to side, trying to spin out of the corner, yeah, spin exactly, off the ropes a lot better. Exactly, um, more foot, more he, foot movement. He he got pinned bad in those last four rounds. He kept him right at bay, right in that same corner, right against the ropes. That's all he did. Now let's stop talking about these guys. Let's go to the main event. When we got Benny Blanco, I'm sorry, Reynaldo Blanco versus Ledwan. Ledwan Bartholomew. You know what I want to do? You know, what I wanna do? you know what I want to do? You know what I want to do? Anytime, anytime we have a movie reference or a reference outside, you know, Benny Blanco from the Bronx, I want you guys to actually email us or check in or say something about that. Man, you kids might be a little bit too yeah. young, but if you don't know who Ben if you don't Dude, like, wasn't that a fabulous album? No, no, it's not at all. And you still gave it away, man. I was hoping somebody would actually catch in with that. Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Great. But anyway, Ledwan Bartholomew versus Ronaldo Ronaldo Blanco at junior lightweight, 130 what pounds. What Cubans are named Ledwan ever anywhere on the earth? 
Lidwan. That's like French, right? Man, you ain't got no culture like you know. Tell me, you name one Lidwan. You've been in the Dominican Republic. You name it Lidwan. You think I was talking to the dudes in the Dominican Republic? Still, you could you just saw the name like Lidwan. Nah, I don't remember. Is you, there a you restaurant? Know you know what? No, you about to have me bust myself out. I ain't telling you what I was doing down there. The thirty six chambers. <laughs> but anyway, what what you got? What what? Reynaldo Blanco. This guy has fought as big as 154. Came down to fight the little, but yet looking like the twin brother of Rancis Bartholomew. Three brothers, all look alike, all southpaws, believe it or not. Fighting at 130. He looked small compared to Bartholomew. He had a... He looked a little shorter. Just just small. Frame everything. Just looked tiny. Well, thin. Well, that was... No, that, that's, not up, that's not up to Blanco's And who fault? beat up Blanco before he got in the ring? Man, that... <laughs> Who beat him up? Like, it's not like he was a threat really going in. They, the commentators was like, I don't even know who this dude is. I tried to do some research. I this couldn't find anything on This dude walked in with shiners under both of his, both eyes. Of his eyes. Like, he literally got into a street fight, and he was like, oh, yeah, I got to fight And he was minutes. game until the corner stopped it. No, it was, no, not even, well, I thought uh, Bartholomew, he he just outclassed him. He outmatched him. He came in, he had a Robert Easter build, so I don't think that's why he, that's the reason why he looked small, because he was just tall and lanky. He was tall mm-hmm. and lanky to be a junior lightweight. Um, he he was game. He caught up about round fours when he really started to catch up and started getting his timing down with him, and then that's when he started to open up just a little bit. But uh, Bartholomew, a lot like Ares Randy Laura to me. Well, like, same kind of Cuban pedigree. Yeah, it's... And it's and it's so funny too because I was sitting there thinking about it, I was like not nearly as much is... discipline because as soon as he got lazy he got caught, yeah. And that's something that he he definitely underestimated the fighter. Like, it's on the same card. Malcolm McAllister got lazy for a second and got rocked bad. I've seen Francis Bartholomew get lazy and get rocked bad, knocked out. So that's obviously something you're going to learn with maturity. Yeah, it's I mean, his first only... time as a headliner. 12, uh, 12 and 0 with six knockouts. So I mean, he's still young. There's a lot of learn, a lot of learning to do at this at this day and age. Mm-hmm. You know, with this guy with only 12 fights though. But honestly, he looked good. Uh, 130. I mean, that's. I, I'm, I'm, you know, as much as much bad jokes I make on these dudes. I do lot, love Toto. A lot. A lot. I didn't ask you, sir. But Toto Tuesdays is like their showbox new generation, and and I still love it. I love it seeing these names I've never heard of. I like doing the research, finding out who these guys, because this is the 101. This is squared circle 101. You know where to get it. You got to bear witness as we talk our way to the top. What's great about to it um, is him just being, well, he was pretty disciplined for the most part. He was smart for not, he was really poised mm-hmm. and for not falling to his traps when Bar- when yep. Blanco tried to get him in the corner and tell try him to, to bait him in. Come on. try to bait him in. No. Because You'll even be him having that, him having that poise, he's gonna he's gonna need that in the future. Because if we're looking at the if we're looking at the the super featherweight, mm-hmm. the junior lightweight, which you know you got Miguel Burchell, Takashi Mira, um, Jason Sosa, Gervonta Davis, you got you got Tevin Farmer, Lomachenko. you got Lomachenko, you got so many great fighters in there, and you're not gonna be able to just sit there and beat them guys off just your natural talent. You got to be smart in yeah, that ring. He ain't so. ready for that yet. He ain't ready. Oh for no, that. twelve no. wins. No, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, funny how we say he's Lomach- not ready. I know Lomachenko is the only I, one. I, in I was there just about, I was just about to say wins. that. I was like, you know, you, you got eight win, you got eight bouts under your belt, and you're still the base. But as this cat, 12, 12 matches. Now 13 with a knockout, with a knockout, yeah. so no, nowhere near. Lomachenko was just that good, unfortunately. But at the same time, when I think about it, I'm like, so you kind of cheated that second gold medal. You could have went pro, but you decided to get a second gold medal. Just beat everybody up, right? Hey, man, you could have said the same thing about Clarissa Shields. Cool. 
That's different. How is that she, different? She's American. We respect her. Is that, is that the only are difference? You, are you a communist? No, I'm not. Don't you have nobody knocking on my door. Isn't that a drink of black Russian over there? Roy Jones, I think it's called. The racism never stops with you every episode. Yay, yay! Because this is the sweet science we're here to talk about. Unfortunately, one of the most racist sports out there. <laughs> but that's just what it is, because that's how it started. We put them in the squared circle to battle it out and duel. I digress. Let's talk about this ESPN card. Golden Boy's first fight. First fight card that they got with ESPN. We had Randy, almost Caballero. Caballero. Versus, is that Jesus Ruiz? Jesus Ruiz. All right, and this is for the NABF Super Super Bantamweight uh, belt. Randy Caballero was off for 13 months, the longest layoff ever in his career. Jesus Ruiz, we talked about his good losses uh -huh. against, uh, I believe, what, Leo Santa Cruz was one of them? Go ahead. Leo, Leo Santa Cruz was one of them. Definitely one of them. Um, all top contenders, and he was definitely a game fighter. You saw t you saw Randy's you saw Caballero Caballero Caballero. How do you still look at it and still can't read? Boner. Cabar <laughs> like, like looking right at the paper. You <laughs> Caballero had bad ring rust, and they gave him a big margin on a win. I didn't see that big of a margin. Because, in fact, I didn't give him the first four rounds at all. And Jesus Ruiz was relentless. He let him know he was in a dogfight. And he made him pay for not throwing combos in those first three, first two or three rounds. Okay, so Jesus Ruiz walked in uh, 36 and seven losses, 25 knockouts. But when you're going to get somebody like Randy Cavallaro, it's, you know, just like you said, they protect their money fighters. So you got somebody who's up and coming, 23-0. and 0. They're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It was... It was close, but I thought Randy Caballero did exactly what he did. He just looked sharper. It was 50-50 uh, for the first beginning of it. It was back and forth. They stayed in the phone booth, which I really mm -hmm. liked. I sat there. I couldn't. The thing is, I'm not even mad at the scores because I thought it was really close regardless. I looked at this is what I took. This is what I took down. Through round eight, it was 140-131 through uh, copy box punch stats. Okay. And then you got 164-167 through round 10. Okay. So either or you're not going to get or. mad. Either or you can't get mad at whatever. There's only one thing I noticed in there. Nobody got, nobody lost a point for headbutts. A lot of headbutts in there. Nobody lost a point. Because they're unintentional. I mean, if you got somebody, mm. and then the thing is, even I saw though, an article earlier today about the biggest robbery in boxing, and it was in reference to Chocolatito. Look, he man. he was able to have that man lose a point from headbutts. Apparently, okay. headbutts isn't even legal in Muay Thai, by the way. But this this was a head butt. You would have thought Timothy Bradley and Sean Porter were fighting. There were so many headbutts in there. Uh, in fact, I think all the cuts were from headbutts. But nobody lost a point. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, are you putting are you putting Jesus Ruiz in a Chocolatito in a Chocolatito uh, standpoint to where they're trying to protect him? Uh, they're trying to protect Randy Cabarello. When your first name's Randy, your last but they didn't call. Up. But they didn't call no no points away for that. I've never seen anybody lose a head point. Uh, a point for a headbutts is all is is what I mean with uh, the Chocolatito fight. Who the Thai dude did lose a point with his seven names that he has in there. But let's get back to this fight here. Stop trying to change the subject. You don't know what you're talking you about. You brought it up. What? What? <laughs> now. Randy Cabrillo, I hope you never take 13 months off again because it showed right away. In the very beginning, you did not throw any combos and you paid for it every single time. It allowed him to come in, 
get in close, smother you, take away your power, and make you look very, very bad and ugly. Uh, Decent inside fighting, but he had to bring it out of you. I mean, you know, for a lot of the times, I don't, I do and I don't believe in ring rust in any one of those, like, taking the times off. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's out for two years. I mean, sparring's not going to be the same. You're not going to, you are you don't really, funny, you push like, yourself When I think of sparring. ring rust, it's like, I think about, it's the first time you get punched after a layoff. Because that's when you're like, oh, it's a fight. Not, well, it's a fight with uh, less ounce gloves, too, because, you know, even when you're sparring, you know, you're mm-hmm. usually using the 18 ounce gloves, and even when you get popped with that. Uh, do you like how I put up that article, you know, off the off the subject? You like how I put up that I'm article sure about how, uh, Freddie, Roach, <laughs> how, Freddie, how Roach uh, Freddie Roach talked about uh, Adrian Broner getting knocked out by Earl Spence Ooh. in sparring? Like, how, on the street, like, like, didn't they have to bring out the smelling salt? Like, he was like, I was there and I saw that. Yo, I'm excited about that kid. But anyway, that's neither too. here to We're actually going to talk about that kid and Freddie Roach. But let's finish this recap. That was on Facebook.com forward slash square circle one on one to find that video. Tell your friends, tell your family. Don't forget to download the app. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. And don't forget to listen, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and any outlet you listen to us, whether you just want to enjoy the show or it's bumping in the background. Now, the main event of this card was Jason Quigley versus Glenn Tapia. Glenn Tapia is somebody that was one of the few fighters that's been cut from um, him and uh, what's the other dude who fought Brandon Rios a bunch of times. They both cut from top rank for underperforming. Glenn Tapio was a rising prospect, the Jersey boy, and he kind of came in as like, uh, this is uh, a make or break for you. A lot of people wrote him off. Jason quickly said he was going to knock him out and get him out of there, but he was in for something more than he could uh, probably expected. What did you think about the Jersey boy? Uh, another NABF uh, middleweight title fight that we had going on. Well, not middleweight, but NABF title fight that we got going on. Uh, Jason quickly looked like Jason White from the uh, <laughs> from the Houston Texans. That's the first thing that I saw, man. And he had uh, even though even though even though he had that uh, he's Irish, he had more of that Eastern European look, man. Like bit, when, he, when nice he walked in, yeah, 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 man. Just and then so uh, he was a stronger fighter. He was a sharper fighter. Mm-hmm. He put his punches together better. Um, the only thing is, one thing that reminded me of this was the David Lemieux versus Curtis Stevens, mm-hmm. like. He should have easily had him out there earlier, which I thought, but he punched himself out. And that, that he punched himself out, and that allowed Glenn Tapia to be able to... Um, now, Glenn Tapia is one of Lemieux's victims, um, but I I thought it was a level of class. Not saying that Jason Quigley is a much bigger class, but he, what do you have, 12 fights total? 12 fights, 10 knockouts. 12 fights, 10 knockouts going in here versus his first real contender. This is his first name on... Scroll down. Any other name in there that you recognize, even heard of, or it sounds like somebody you might know? James Delarosa. That could be any James Delarosa. Yeah, it could be. That's yeah. half of California right there. Well, so, even even then, uh, James Delarosa, he's still at twenty three and three, and uh, Jorge Melendez, which was those were his last two fights, thirty and seven. So he, he's fought some people who've had an established record, whether they're gatekeepers or not. Yep. And this is this is his first real contender. I mean, Glenn Tapia, twenty three and three with fifteen knockouts. So. Glenn Tapia, they were feeding you to the lion. They thought you was going to go in and get slept. Jesse quickly said you were going to get slept. I thought he was, too. He was too. game. I, th- I thought he was, he too. Was game. Um, he, his corner almost stopped it in, like, the last round, and he still kept coming forward. My that was first, a lot closer fight. My first thing that I wrote down watching the beginning of this fight was, under Glenn Tapia, under the notes I had, it's going to be a long night. Like, that's the first thing I thought. I was just like, man, you, I mean, depending on how your chin holds up, man, you're going to take a lot. You're going to take I a big I would say it was a longer night for, Jay, for Jason Quigley 
just because he came in, talked a lot of smack, thought he was gonna, he thought it was gonna be a quick knife for himself. Uh, Glenn Tapia lacks a lot of basic fundamentals. He decides to go straight back instead, instead of, of side, to side. side to side, and he kept getting caught. And his, his, I don't know if it's a jab or if it's a hook that he throws. It, it, it's kind of weird and awkward because every time he does, he gets countered right over the top every single time. And those angles, <sighs> angles. That's how you beat most people, especially when they're a stronger fighter, and then they keep backing you down. You gotta, you gotta step to the side, throw hooks, throw jabs, but move out of the way. Move out of the um, way. One thing that Teddy Atlas said that I really liked, and it was just, and it made, and it's we're firemen. We don't run from the fire. That's not what he said, but he did. Say, he said that. He did say that, uh, but that's not. That's not that what he was said. Davis. He said, <laughs> no. He said that to Timothy Bradley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. no. So one thing that I like that Teddy Atlas said. He said that. If you're on a train track and a train is coming for you, are you going to keep backing up? No, you're going to move to the side. That's how you stay out of danger. You move to the side. That's probably the most basic common sense thing that you... That's why Taylor Atlas is great. Not just shooting at Mike even Tyson, if, even but that was Even if he wasn't a, a trainer, like, and I was a trainer, he would just be the dude I would call up if, if the chips are starting to get down. And with no advice, just go in there and send him in to get... Either to get a crazy win or to his death. One of the two, we're going to motivate you up. And sometimes I think that's you would need it if you're getting down. Like Glenn Tapia probably could have used that. Mm -hmm. if, if he would have just came in and said, "We are firemen. We we run towards the fire." Yeah, um, but Glenn Tapia, he worked he worked really hard though. Um, he actually showed more ring generalship, is which I thought his body, experience body, kept him in the entire fight. It did, and his body language was a lot better too. Because even towards uh, the end, Jason Quigley, his body he he just seemed more down because yeah. he couldn't get out. And well, he did break his hand, so no telling what round it was when that happened. He had like a disconnected tendon, so. Hey, hey, Roy Jones broke his hand. Deontay Wilder right. broke his hand, mm -hmm. and he had a torn bicep. He, they still got him out of there. He revealed the jaw. He revealed the jab. <laughs> he still got him out of there. So, um, Glenn Tapia, I still think he, they're talking about him retiring. I still, I, I still look at him as he could be a great gatekeeper too. I would still like to see him fight. He was a game fighter. I think he, if I was his corner, I would try to get some better head movement and make him an inside fighter. So he doesn't get caught at a distance so much. Right. Side to side, use the jab, get inside, and make it an ugly, close, dirty fight. And that's, I think, his best way to win, especially against some of these young up-and-comers or someone who's got long arms like uh, Quigley and power. Um, one of the things I was disturbed to, and it happens a lot in boxing, like even though Jason Quigley, he did win, it was closer than what the judges mm -hmm. had it. I only got a couple of scorecards. One judge had it 190. What, the, what kind of fight? Who are you watching? I don't know. Who are you watching? Yeah. And it is a sad, it's a yeah. sad thing to see sometimes. Like especially not one. I I don't take it as to heart as much just because you knew Glenn. I thought Glenn Tapia lost that fight, but I'm it's just like have so have, a, have a have some respect though for the sport at least a little bit and you have better judges. You want at least fight four rounds, maybe five. What fight did we What fight did we get done watching where where there was that judge that was really really fat? Oh, <laughs> that was. Uh, your boy Kyron Davis. The actually. Kyron Davis fight. That now <laughs> that that's one thing I was looking at judges uh, too, because you know you know watching yeah, a whole he, bunch of boxing matches, yeah, and you always you, you you venture off into the crowd. You see the Dale Hoyas, you see the Mayweather, you see everybody on the crowd, and then I look you know a little bit closer to that. So I look at the I look at the whoever's on ringside. I look at the press. You know you always see um, you always see ESPN boxing over there, but I just see this big old this big old guy. And I'm like, you're the one who's judging these fights, telling them what they're doing wrong, or telling them you lost. And I'm like, when's the last time you touched a speed bag, a heavy bag, or ran, or anything like that? And I ain't throwing no shade, or, but it, I'm just saying this. Thinking about it. Yeah. I no, nah, I was a uh, I was playing college ball, and then uh, one of the 
I didn't. Speed bag is his booty juice that's hanging over. That's a speed bag right there. Yeah, I was playing cop, man. You know I ignore you so much. Yeah, you don't. On here, no, I was playing. I was playing college ball, and then uh, the girls always came in before us to practice, and then so right when they were walking down, um, the the coach, one it was like the one of the assistant coaches for the girls team. He was he was a bigger dude, and he was in a wheelchair. And then uh, one of my other assistant coaches, he was like, he was just like, nah, he was just like, how the hell is he gonna tell me what to do? And he's in a wheelchair and he's big and he's out of shape. And I was always like, I kind of see it. I mean, you get people, you know, mm-hmm. and then we're even venturing into that t- part of the business to where even though we're not professional, we have fought, but we're not professional fighters and we're still critiquing everybody who's in the sport and do- does it. So I'm not challenging them to a fight per se i know i find i just find myself I sometimes i just find myself sometimes straddling the fringe because i still because uh, i still consider myself an athlete but at the same time it's like uh i am still talking about him and not and not actually in the sport depends on my alcohol ratio con- to right. blood content that's right now jason quickly looked like golden boy's golden boy just based off of i guess a racist description but he is actually not Golden Boy's Golden Boy is the Golden Boy Jorge Linares out of Venezuela who lives in Japan and trains in Japan, believe it or not. Yep. And I got to give you credit on this one. I'm gonna give you, you know what? If you one. wasn't, I was going to take it anyway, but go ahead. Continue talking I, about I, I'm me. Giving you, I give you three legitimate wins. Both the Linares Corolla fight and the second Cruz versus Jackal. Which you know I should have won the first one anyway. I, Leo Santa Cruz said the same thing when he got worked. Yeah. Yeah, and he redeemed he himself. He did. He redeemed he did. himself. He redeemed what did himself. You, what, now, what did, what did you think about this fight? I thought uh, Jorge Linares was just having fun in there. He, Whatever punch he wanted to throw, he threw it. He threw it. I've never seen somebody get hit with so many uppercuts. At will. <laughs> at will. That, that's the... Probably, it's a punch you, you're supposed to sneak in. But this dude would just step inside to side, just catch him with either hand. Either hand. And... He left the jab at home. He left the yab at he home. He left the yab at you. Always bring the yab. Always eat the yab. Always eat the yab. So, my things I took away from it, it was, I didn't even, my first couple of notes, I don't even have him going into the ring first. How do you like, one, I got respect for him for fighting where they at England? Again. I, I have Again. respect. You won, you're the champion, and you still go to yeah. this man's backyard. Remember, he lives in Japan. There's no more fights allowed in Japan since the Tyson Buster Douglas. Have you seen Tokyo Drift, man? It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I bet you it's a lot of fun exactly. out there, man. Lee, Hence, so. Tyson Buster Douglas had a lot of fun, got knocked out. That's why there's no more fights there. <laughs> so, um, but one, I got, I got respect, I got respect for him for that. But then, uh, I love the just the cockiness of him coming out to the Eminem. Guess who's back? Right. You just right. you gonna come in? First Guess of all, you're gonna beat this man in his own backyard. Then you're gonna come back to do it again, and you're gonna and just come out remind to that. you and every single one of them. I was now. Anthony Krola, him and his corner, they're on the record saying that they they watched the last fight and analyzed it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call BS say you didn't watch any of it. No. Nah, at all. At all. Because I didn't see Jorge Linares really change anything up in his style. He he didn't have to. He didn't have to. He everything that he did work. in the first fight. Actually, I thought he performed better in the first fight. This one, I thought he caught him more in the first fight. This one, he just showed him, look, I'm a better fatter, fighter than you. Better I'm faster at, I'm, fighter. It, and that's exactly what it is. It was a sparring match. He was out throwing and he was out landing. Like Anthony Crowley, I don't know what the I don't know if it was a payday, but I would have been disappointed. This is your chance for redemption, man. Like I, 
I couldn't even imagine. Like one thing, if I get if I if I lost a rap battle in front of my four or five homies, I was devastated, and I had to try to find a way to build my reputation back up with these same dudes I've known for years. Now you walked into a soccer stadium where everybody in there were throwing stuff and booing the guy as he walked into the ring and still booed him after he won walking out, and you kind of blew it. I bet. I bet you he had stuff thrown at him all the way back to his dressing room. Look. You gotta take the belt from the champ, man. You, you can't if you it's a fifty it. if it's a fifty fifty fight, even if it's a fifty five forty five, even if it's sixty forty, I don't know if you guys can do that math real quick. It all acted up to a hundred. But I even if you did it that quote, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna give it to the champ. You gotta take the belt. And he did nothing, his corner did nothing. It was I was about to just ask you this. Was Lenar's Lenaris great or Krola that bad? Krola was that bad. Think so? Crowler was that bad. Like this is 135 pounds. This is 135 pounds. And you know what I have next to that? Ooh. You know what I have next to that? Mikey Garcia. That's where I was going with this, sir. Is that That's where you're where, going with this? That's exactly. Were you where looking I was at my notes this. before this? No, 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 no. I was actually. Because you're a biter. I'm a, I'm a writer, not a biter. Now, Mikey Garcia. This is a dude I like a lot. Didn't think he was as good as he was supposed to be walking in with the layoff. I was proven wrong with. Possible KTFO of the year, if not, is definitely second runner-up. Um, when he demolished Sergey, does run one of them Sergeys? Derevchenko. I think that's the one. But he destroyed him. Now he was actually commentating on this fight with them, watching it live, and and has spoken openly that he definitely wants Jorge Linares in that champ, but he wants bigger names than this. How do you think he would hold up against Mike Garcia? I don't think he will. Ever since, look. Mikey Garcia was another undefeated. Level. Look, look, Mikey He's Garcia is on is another level. He was undefeated when he took that um, when he took that time off. And then when he came back, he's been KOing everybody, and he's been looking good doing it. I mean, you know the episode better than me when I try to tell you how good this guy was, and you thought I was a liar, and you figured out that I'm the champ, and I know everything. And There's I am no record. The know and all, and see, there is that there is a record. That's why we record this. Rumor every is week. episode five. Check it out. The but it does not exist at all. <laughs> you bet. You buried that from the uh, from the archives. It's no longer up there no more. No, it's no longer up there. Episode five. No, no. So it's uh, ever since he came. Let me see. Let me get. So 2000, yeah. So 2014 was the last time uh, Mark Garcia fought. He won a unanimous decision. Two TKOs before that, and then he came back TKO and KO. Mikey Garcia, Mikey Gar. Yeah, he and Dehan Zlatichin, and he's not. That's who it was. not a Sergey. My bad. Yeah. I was wondering who you were talking about. Now Dejan Zlatichkinen. Zlatichinen. I was close. But he got KTFO'd. He got, that was the wind up in the pitch and slept. Mike Garcia looked real strong, real powerful. Jorge Linares, he would have to be a masterful boxer to beat Mikey Garcia. He because, would have to be a Mayweather esque. Yeah, because Mike, Mike Garcia, Garcia Mikey Garcia is one of those. He do it all. And and of course this is fantasy, you guys. This is this is what we were thinking. This is what I was this is what I was thinking because they had him lined up. Wasn't no, this was a man isn't this a mandatory um, I believe he is up next for this because of for the WBC belt. Yeah. Um, but Mikey Garcia is, is asking for bigger names. He wants bigger names. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll make this fight happen because Golden Boy take the, likes take, their Golden take, Boy. Take the money, mm -hmm. take his belt, and then you can get bigger names. Because, like, honestly, <laughs> yeah, take his two belts because Mikey Garcia, he's one of those boxers who has power and he can fight. No, and he, he has a chance. There's him, Errol Spence, T Bud. 
Lomachenko are, are right now probably the future of boxing. These four guys. Yeah. Uh, you, I'll even throw one time in there too. Just I, he's, I'll he's even proven. throw uh, Javante Davis, even though he's really young. He's I like. Still, I like. I like. I like. Take a lot he too. He learns how to stay awake during the whole event first. Man, because they were boring. He's used to knocking cats out. I bet you he out. had his first beer and probably fell asleep on that one. Don't mm-hmm. snitch on him, man. The boy's like 12. Oh, yes, right. He's not 21 yet. In Vegas, three kids. Oh, nice. nice. Who got All I got to say is money team. Money team. Psh, yeah, right. They declined his membership at that point. You're but such they, a, you're such they, a they, hater for no they reason. They don't like Mayweather in Vegas. People don't like him. I bet you they lost a whole bunch of money. Well, now nah, I'm not going to say they lost a whole bunch of money, but... It's a lot different money wise when May fifth comes up. No, because he doesn't drink. He still throws his dollars around. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a dude get booed off stage throwing dollars for. That's real talk. Him and his uh, filthy rich records. But I digress. Jorge Linares, top dog right now, definitely because he's only the unanimous champion. He has, he's undisputed. He has multiple belts, more belts than anybody else. But he's in a, a tough division at one thirty. Now. A lot of things for him moving forward. Let's go ahead and we're going to keep going here. Let's talk about how Luis Ortiz signs with Al Heyman. You know what? I'm really excited about Luis Ortiz signing with Al Heyman, especially since you told me just for simple fact that I want to see more of him. King Kong, that dude, that dude is, he's a savage and he needs, um, I still think his nickname is a little racist. What, King Kong? Yeah. If he didn't look so much like him. But... Anyway, he was waiting for. Was he? Is he waiting for the? He's supposed to be. What is he waiting for? for? The uh, the winner of. Um, he's mandatory for something coming up. Uh, right Anthony at, Joshua Klitschko. Klitschko. That's what it, that's, that's right. what it was. He's pointing. He's pointing. What is he pointing at? Is he's that the dog at, that uses court? Forty three, I think. Whatever. Both but anyway, three. so anyway, so Luis Ortiz, he's waiting for the winner of Anthony like Joshua and Klitschko. This is too late. Shouldn't he have been signed with Al Heyman already? I feel like. I know he went through contract, uh, but promotional things with Golden Boy, so we, that's why I guess free agent. And now he's signed with Al Heyman. No, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Then, but Luis Ortiz, I think he's a beast. A little slow, um, hasn't really been tested, but we'll see. Al Heyman should be able to get him some big fights. If not, he should definitely be able to get a fight with Deontay Wilder here, the Bronze Bomber. Well, I mean, I mean, he's getting everybody out there. He's getting everybody out of there really quick. He's still 27 and 0, 23 knockouts. I mean, it's not that he hasn't been tested. He's just better than everybody. Yeah. No, he's definitely I mean, a name that when it comes up, they're like, uh, what names you got for me? Uh, you saw what he did. You saw Luis what he Ortiz? did. You saw what, what else he did you got? To, you saw what he did to Brian Jennings, Malik Scott, and <laughs> David Allen, Scott too. Malik Scott in the track and field. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was terrible. That was horrible. That was that terrible. should have just took a knee, phantom punch, and just go down. Now, let's talk about how Bob Arum has given Manny Pacquiao 48 hours to decide. Now, if you're listening to this, that means 24 hours is left to decide if he wants to take an upcoming fight. I guess with this potential Jeff Jeff Horn, Jeff Corn, Jeff Horn, Jimmy Crack Corn. You, you just, man, you just like harassing people and just not giving them their respect. He's Jeff Horn to me now. <laughs> Maybe. No, I've never heard of this dude until his name was mentioned with Pacquiao. So I'm going to say he has a lot of money behind him or else we wouldn't be talking about him now. No, that's, no I think we covered Jeff Horn before. We did, and, and the coverage was like, who? No, the reason why Still we haven't heard, no, the reason why we haven't heard much the reason why we haven't heard much of him is because this dude's only sixteen and 0, 11 knockouts. He hasn't fought really nobody who of name, but we have covered him. Let me see when's the last time he fought. So he fought yeah, so he fought we have covered him. He he fought in December of two thousand sixteen. We fought this dude named Ali Funika. I know we covered it, but at the same time And it was only because his name got mentioned with Pacquiao in the same sentence. He got lucky on that mm-hmm. one. That's some genius marketing. I'll give you that props right there. Now here's something I do want to talk about. Um, so, f- 
Freddie Roach says that Errol Spence will knock out Kell Brook. Abel Sanchez believes that Kell Brook will beat Spence because he's not ready for that level. And you These know what? These are two Hall of Fame trainers. At Roach definitely seen his prime. Abel Sanchez on the rise, or or he's just blessed with a great fighter. But two different, two total different opinions, two different styles of training. Who do you agree with? I agree with both of them equally. I'm not even gonna lie, because no, that? no, I know, I know. I'm on the fence right now. I know I'm on the fence right now. No. no so listen. So like, listen. Like, I know. I know. I know. Uh, look, turn look, down the but I'll take them both at the same time. No, it's. I sat there and I really looked there and I was like. I think Kell Brook has the Kell Brook has the experience to beat Earl Spence. I don't think Earl Spence is ready, but at the same time, is Earl Spence is putting everybody away mm-hmm. easily. Like this dude has not been hurt. And you know what I love what Earl Spence said. He said you're living off of two rounds. He said you're living off of two good rounds with Triple G. And now you think you still got beat. And I think we're I, th- no, I think that we're he took the belt from Sean Porter in the U.S. So he has more than two rounds, but. Those two rounds is the height of his career. Yeah. At the same time, Errol Spence, I, to me, their resumes are exactly identical, even though with Kell Brook being the champion. They have two names in there, I'd say, that it's really Errol Spence won. Kell Brook, two names of, of real people that they fought that I would give them real credit for that where I don't have to sit and try to explain who they are. Yeah. Um, and that's for sure. So I, I put them on the same level. But well, well, is who, he ready? Who, who are you taking then? Who do, who do you think, you know? Is is we're too far because when is that fight May? Mm-hmm. Is it May what? May two. I want to say it's May twentieth, but May twentieth, I believe is. The if only there was a, if only there was an app. If for only that. there was an app. That app is located in the iOS store and Google Play. Go download it. Squared Circle. If you go to our SoundCloud, we got the link in there. Just click on it, download it, pirate it. Get your friends on it. Rate and review. Put five stars or put one star. Let us know it sucks. Tell us. This way we know you're listening. It doesn't. If you say that, you guys are liars. But you know, as it, you were... The one star, you, I it, I wouldn't really bother me. It's the three stars that would bug me. It's like it's the ones I was just like, eh. Those are the ones that would really bug me. Not the one stars. Because you got to have haters. You know, you made it when you got haters. You made it when they hate it. And that's the truth. But I don't know if Errol Spence is ready for that soccer field of intense English fans who are ready to die for their countrymen even when they're just there to watch the event. That's why fights always break out in soccer stadiums. Like, fights break out in NFL games in L.A. That's pretty much it. The thing is, I asked you you to look up where it is and you didn't. You spent your whole time talking. I spent the whole time educating you. Nope, nope, this don't, is Square don't, Circle don't 101 don't in the Sweet it. Science. I'm already there. I'm already there. Are you so ready? it's the 27th. It's the 27th when our fight the date. So wait, it wait, really wait. is. It it's re- the 27th. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. In your shot, Sheffield. <laughs> I'll try it. Alright, man. So um Yorkshire Sheffield is okay. where it's located. Honestly, I think whether this whether this goes either or whether this goes either or, I don't see ha- I don't have whether it's play in the States or whether it's in Yorkshire Sheffield. I think the winner is going to be winning decidedly. I don't even think it's going to be close. This I think is, it's going to be a knockout either way. We'll talk more as we get closer. But this is definitely going to be Errol Spence Jr.'s biggest atmosphere he's ever been in, the biggest stage he's ever set on. 
throughout his entire amateur career as a young young man to the adult future champion he is because he's definitely the truth win or lose on this one because this is a hard this is a big stage and a hard fight for him especially because Kell Brook is definitely no slouch I want to talk about the P for P list and these upcoming fights so we're going to talk about these upcoming fights this weekend because it's nothing too real big it's another golden boy event Hopefully, they'll bless us with another action-packed match. We got Mercedo Gesta, former top-rank employee, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. versus Gilberto Gonzalez, Mercedo Gesta, on his second run. Hopefully, he can try to get back on that projected road where he was supposed to be as one of these up-and-coming guys. This is during the May Pacquiao, where we're like, oh, this Filipino might be the next one. And then we also have Antonio or Orozco versus Keandre Gibson, which is the main event. This is probably one, another one of Golden Boy's up-and-comers that they want to see rise to stardom, wins, or be, just become a prize money fighter. And Keandre Gibbs said, we're going to see what you got too. Then we also have a cruiserweight title fight with Marco Huck, who we saw get knocked out not too long ago, versus Marius Breedis. Not too familiar with Breedis. This is a fight it won't be televised in the U.S. We'll definitely cover the fight as soon as we can find a, I want to say, pirated Pirated. Pirated copy, possibly. <laughs> Unless anybody knows a good link, send it to Facebook.com. You know what? I was really funny. I was, looking, I was looking at what you were saying. I was like, I don't know any of those guys. Uh, well, Antonio Orozco, um, I know of him. Um, but then the Marco the Marco Huck, we did watch him get uh, destroyed Not by uh, uh, Christoph uh, Glowacki. Yes. Glowacki. Glowacki. Glowacki, whatever. And then... Um, yeah, and now he's he also, like winning the whole fight, too. But the great thing about... Well, it, I mean, because it's... We'll, we'll get to it when we come to it, but he also lost to uh, Alexander Provodkin, mm. Provodkin, yep. and that was just a majority decision, so that was still a close fight, and what they had it at. And, now, Provodkin you know. could have some possible back knee because he was supposed to be fighting the bronze bomber, but that fight got called off because he couldn't pass the test. Nah, I would have took his steroids, too, if I had to fight the bronze bomber. You see what he's been doing to everybody? He even tried to do it in <laughs> Russia. <laughs> right. get away with like, I thought we was boys. What's going on here? Who's, who's doing the testing here? Yep, that one kind of backfired on you. This is, I believe, his second time, if not definitely the second fighter in Russia that I've seen this happen to. Now, well, what are you doing right now? What are I'm you doing right now? I'm pulling up the pound for pound list. I'm going to pull ESPN, the Ring TV, because this is something we were supposed to talk about last week after the Chocolatito loss. And we're going to kind of run through this real quick, because this is only your power hour of pure entertainment here. We're coming to a close, but I want to talk about this, and we're just going to do some yes and no's and see if I can... Not interrupt you as much as before. Or as usual, anyways. This is a real test for myself, actually. Not really for Honestly, me. to tell you the truth, when it comes to rankings, you can make a case for either or. There's no right right or wrong answer, honestly. So, But I just I just think it's helped. I think it's just funny, the difference between Ring Magazine, which we acknowledge, really, and then also what we have in ESPN. I got Ring up. Pull up ESPN, sir. I sure did. Got All it. Right. Now, I like the Ring one. This has been the Bible of boxing. Mm -hmm. For those who collect memorabilia, if you really must know, I, I think I have all Ring magazines from like 1970 up till whatever, I believe the nine, early 90s. Now, did you purchase those or were they... Inherited. Well, soon to be inherited. Are you, like, are you trying to off your pops? Not until you get some uh, hey, you heard that? Hey, you, <laughs> you heard that here first, man. And he's got the text message. We've discussed this, all right? We've discussed this. Darn it. You, wait a minute. What do you mean you discussed it? It was like, hey, Dad, I can have your ring magazines when you die? No, I'll uh, get some Raider tickets so I can inherit them later. Oh, Okay. We're going to Vegas now. You know what I'm Congratulations it's, on getting a team. And he was like, he's like, won't Seattle fans uh, hang you? I was like, no, Raiders fans might when they find out I'm a Seahawks fan. 
But we'll see if the Oakland mentality comes through Vegas. How are you part of the two worst fan bases in NFL history? <laughs> yeah. how, how long do you think the Raiders are going to last before half of them are locked up in DUIs and cotton stings? Well, you guys, they'll probably get away with the stings just because they're going to be local. You but cut the DUIs, all, you can't really get away. But you guys cut Alden Smith. You ain't got to worry about that no more. <laughs> once, you, once you get into the locker room, it spreads just like an infection. Now let's start at number 10. Anyway, is number 10 out of Japan. Super flyweight. This is the man that everybody was salivating at the mouth to see in the ring with Chocolatito. Which we still haven't seen, which I have no idea why. And it might be at Jeopardy now with Chocolatito's most recent loss. How do you feel with him at the number 10 spot? I don't feel anything. I'm fine with it. Okay. I mean, the thing is, I haven't personally seen him. I've seen highlights of him. I like his style. I want to see him in Chocolatito or him in... Carlos Quadras or anybody around that uh, super flyweight around anybody that animal, in there that's action packed yeah. just like him I would definitely love to see now this next guy sounds like a massage parlor in Japan his name is Shinsuke Yamanaka the WBC champ at Bantamweight ranked at number 9 never heard of him till I saw this yeah, no so actually hold on let me let me pull up let me pull something up because we quick. pulled him up to talk about it but we couldn't fit it in the last show Go ahead, con go ahead, continue. I'll get back. I'll get back. I to will that continue. Sure. I'm gonna go down to number eight with Saul Canelo Alvarez, better known as Cinnamon. How do you feel with Canelo at number eight? He's ranked too low. He's I think he's ranked too low just for the simple fact that like I'm not gonna say his resume is impressive because it's really not, but he is getting people out of there. Only lost to Mayweather, which was a schooling session which we've talked about over Made and him over better. again. Made nope. him better. Yeah. So it's. But the thing is, it, sometimes it well, isn't about the resume. It's about how you, how everybody perceives your your career will be in the future. You know what? Keep keep going. I'm gonna. Well, I'll keep going. Well, well it's not going, even that. Go. No, not even that. Not even that. With the with the with the Canelo Alvarez thing, and his pound for pound rankings, I always look at it. Uh, me and my brother, when we talk about rankings, period, mm -hmm. is like if you have him there. Not you can't say that he's better than somebody. You have to have a name to take out. Now continue, continue down the list, and you gotta tell me if they deserve a higher ranking than Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> Guillermo Rigondo. You know, you, you know, <laughs> hey, you, <laughs> know, you said it, and I was just like, know uh, man, I don't know. This is the guy that I feel like deserves any spot on this list, and at the same time doesn't. Uh, he's one. He's like a lighter. Ares Randy Lara, where he's dangerous yeah. so much, and nobody really wants to fight him because you don't know how that'll go. Yeah. Well, the only difference is with he wants to, he sits at one twenty two, he ain't moving anywhere. Ares Randy Lara will go up or down for bigger fights, and he'll take the bigger fighters. That's the only difference between the two. Why I would put Ares Randy Lara above Rigando, but at the same time, there's nobody I can see that could beat him in his division. Nobody. Everybody just kind of goes right around him because he won't sell tickets, and it, it, they'll just probably get slapped around and schooled. Now next at Number seven, eight, or six, is going to be Vasily Lomachenko. How do you feel about him? Seven wins, one loss, five KOs he's above the, Canelo? He, he's the Matrix. I don't think he's done enough to be established above. Like, I think it's from lack of competition. Like, I mean, he's... What he did to Nicholas Walters... I can see Walters, him as a future top pound for pound, but yeah, I, I don't know if I can put him above Canelo. I see, no, I'm not putting him above Canelo. Um, what he did to Nicholas Walters was really, really, I'm not going to say shameful because then, you know, we all got the Roberto Duran no mas out, yeah. but cause he literally did the same thing. Like this, yeah. this guy, we've worse. talked about it before. He stopped in the middle just of the fight worse. and said, just, I quit just it. because it's, you know, the outcome of it already. It's one of those things I've always said when it comes to fighters, when you really know boxing, you can see both sides of it. 
But when you see you're in there with competition that there's nothing there's you can do. You can sit there and take the punishment for the next 20 minutes. Only the guy who quits can say it was the gentleman's decision or a business decision what Deion Sanders might say. But I don't think Lomacheco should be above Canelo Alvarez. I might put him above Rigondeau, but that's for the same reasons I said. Okay, so this I found it. I found what I was looking for. So what we was the? No, we are going Go back. So what was it number nine? His name was uh, Shin Shinsuke Yamanaka. Yep, shoot favorite massage parlor. So who was number ten? Who was number ten? Inoue. Yeah, yeah, okay, Nayo Inoue, and that was the guy who we had going up. But that was the guy who we had supposed to fight Chocolatito. Fight Chocolatito. Broke a hand. Now the reason. Now even though we never heard of him, this guy uh, Shinsuke, he's the bantamweight champion, which is a weight class above uh, Roman Chocolatito. Seven wins, nineteen KOs. But he's um, his number one. The number one. He's a WBC title holder. The number one contender for that is Soren Vise. Ooh. Who just? Ooh. He just. Did the upset of the year by beating Chocolatito. I, you know, it's been a few times I'll probably take credit for this one. I had it scored exactly what it was. 114-112, Sorg Visai. And he won maybe a little bit better than that because he lost a point off of headbutts. First time I've ever seen him boxing, but whatever. He still got the win. So I think it, had a rough night. So that's what I was looking at last week when we were um, when we were talking about it. I think it's more of like the seven degrees of separation. You know, he's ranked above this guy mm-hmm. who beat this guy, this guy who was yeah. pound pound for pound. So something like that is the reason why I think he was ranked that. This division the promoter should be just just going crazy at the matchups available. They have mm-hmm. some good exciting matchups available that can happen. Now next up is going to be Terrence Crawford. How do you feel about Terrence Crawford at number T-Bud, number five above? Vasil Lomachenko, Guillermo Rangendo, Canelo Alvarez. How do you feel about him above those guys? How do you just feel about him above Canelo? I would put him above Canelo. Really? Okay. okay. I would put him above Canelo. Because when you go on pound for pound, you're got who near his weight class is going to beat this guy? He hasn't got to that weight division yet, unfortunately. It, yeah. I, I, and I've said this and, before. And you would, whether, I, I can whether's... agree with that just because you could, the argument would be Canelo in that division has had a safer route and not take the fights that we want to see. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to say it's a business decision, I'm talking about. To build up uh, well, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. He's at he's at super lightweight. He's at 140. And, so he's at 140. If he goes up to 147, it's a wrap. I, it's, it's a wrap for them too. The only person I can probably muscle him and still maybe a tad bit slower is Canelo. I'm not saying he's going to beat Canelo, but that would be interesting, Matt. That would be if interesting. Matt. Size can can work up to it, but he has to worry about everybody else in that stacked division. But he needs to go to 147 because it's going to force. Bob Aram to either make him fight Pacquiao or just make him fight people outside his state. If Pacquiao, wanted, if Pacquiao wanted it and thought he could beat him, Pacquiao would have took it. Pacquiao, if you've been calling on Mayweather all these years, you're not going to call You're gonna call he out Terrence Crawford, took it too. when they first talked about it. It's far too late now because he's going to have 24 hours left by the time you hear this. This is the sweet science. We got four left to talk about. Number four is going to be Chocolatito, Roman Gonzalez, who just lost his first defeat after beating everybody down 46 times. 38 of them got KO'd. Some KTFO'd. How do you feel about him holding that spot from one to four? Um, dropping down only three spots. Not too bad. Dropping down three spots. <sighs> kind of awkward. Like, I can, like. He's, he's, he's right now, he's, he's, he's looking he's, behind him. Got T-Bud behind him. Like, oh, what you got? Undefeated? Yeah, I just lost one. Yeah, he just, he just lost one. And it was uh, he, where he got outworked. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want him to be lower, but I understand. Like, I don't think he should have that big of a fall off. Because he was so dominant for so long. His record speaks for itself, and it was immaculate, and he usually gets everybody I out I would there. put him at number five and Canelo at number four. Now, personally. the funny thing is, 
he is kind of looking like he's not invincible anymore from the really? Carlos Quadras fight no to, the Super to the Surin Bise fight. Mm -hmm. So it, it's his last two fights were the biggest fights of his life. Should Chocolatito come back strong if it's in him or should he just retire? He has nothing really Hell else no. to prove. No, come back, come back. Don't leave. No. If you come back, come back for anyway. No, if you're going to come back, come back to Aven no, come back to Avenger title. Which is oh, no, awkward, man. awkward because you Head didn't give you didn't, didn't give work. you didn't give Carlos Quadras his shot his second title shot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I need to see I need, I need to now. see I need to see Inoue. I need to see Saren Vise, and I need to see that other. I need to see Shin, Shinsuke. I want I need to see all that. I need all those powers Shinsuke. to collide. Now that sounds nasty. But number three, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, and G for the middle name. But ranked at number three, I I like that spot at number three. I don't disagree with it. And I would put Canelo right back in on my personal P for P list. How do you feel about him at number three? Not mad at it. Not mad at it? Not, Not mad at, at it at all. Then number two up is the crusher, Sergey Kovalev. I'm not mad at that either. I, I mean, I honestly, okay. I'm not mad at it just because of who he lost to. He lost to Andre Ward, who to me, you know, is my personal favorite. And then he's he's a surgeon. And then how he lost to it, how that close of margin that was funny to me is I've never seen was he even ranked this high? No, he was ranked this high. He was ranked least, in the top five. He was yeah. ranked in the top ranked five. Top five for no, sure. I'm talking about number right, two so, or number one. Oh, people have argued they tried to make the case many times for him to be in the top number one, number two, number three, mm -hmm. just because uh, undefeated, never took no breaks between fights, constantly busy, constantly working. Wanted Andre Ward right away. Wanted him right away. As soon as he got to the 175, and he made him fight. So, but that's the reason why he's number one I right don't, now. Um, Sergey Kovalev, no, I'm not mad at that at all. At all. Said, I'm at not all. mad because the all. only person, the only person who can beat him and who has beat him, is SOG. Is the Son Andre of God. Ward? Yep. And who's number Last one? Last gold medalist for America. I love it. USA, all day. Definitely deserves the number one spot to me. Mm -hmm. um, there's only a few in here I disagree with, but this is the sweet science. This is your power hour of pure entertainment. Hit us up at facebook.com forward slash squared circle 101. Now, we're just going to tease you right there. Next week, we'll go into the ESPN pound for pound list. But hit us up on Gmail. Hit us up at Twitter, Talking Smack 101. Download the app. Hey, we're on Stitcher 2. If you go to SoundCloud, every link possible. If you click on the link and it goes to another language, close out right away and try again. Because it might have been the wrong link. That's my bad. But it's okay. Make sure you tell your friends about us. What was that quote you had for me? Man, well, you brought that up on me. I wasn't ready. But um, at the same time, you, uh, did you see it? I was doing my job, though. And if you look under the, the KTFOs. You can't say I wasn't ready and I was doing, wasn't doing my job at the same time. Yes, yes I can. No, I see. No, I can do because this is two separate things, man. Stay with me. Stay with me. Let me talk. Quit interrupting me. So you see I did my job, though. If you look on the app under the KTFOs, the uh, recent bouts, I got all that uploaded. So you'll see the David Lemuse. You'll see Ooh. all that kind of stuff that we had. <laughs> Um, David but, Lemieux definitely the current KTFO of the year, as far as I'm concerned. I gotta give I gotta give my um, paperwork to to go over that, which is at the house. So okay, that, okay. to to really definitely, but it could be basically. You remember, you still got that Mikey Garcia where he uh, gave him the Holly Holm, lined up in and the then pitch. just li Woo! lined him up and then knocked him out like Holly Holm did Rousey. So if you disagree with us, let us know. Hit us up. Tell us. Give us one star. Listen, subscribe, rate, review. Hit us up on iTunes. We're on every possible thing you could think of. If it's one star, tell us. Five stars, tell us. Let us know. We want to get better. So be better with the best. This is your power hour of pure entertainment. This is the sweet science. All right. And so now that I'm doing my job again, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So y'all take that with you throughout the week. Make sure you try to better yourself every day. That as we will do the same thing too. That sounds like your pickup line to get in dead right there.
Hey, baby, the best thing to do is it's create. Nah. I'm gonna create my nah. life. I do what firstborn does and just look at him. Just look at him. And then, you know, use my use the use the charm like that. I just I just smile. And These girls call me bling bling because of my charm. This is the sweet science, and we'll see y'all next week.